wonderful friends welcome to Fate FM drive time welcome to big Q&A this is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God faith contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of of Bible Prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM and it's good to be back. I was missing you for a number of weeks now. I've been away and that was wonderful uh, but it's really good to be back uh, with you again and uh, also to having uh, Tracy Papandreou with us. Uh, now uh, Tracy... I know while I was away, you were on this side, you know, running yes. uh, over a few I weeks. Put me in the hot seat. Oh, it's really good to hear you doing that. And it, is, it was really great, you know, to have that experience, I believe, for you too. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, good to have you with us uh, here as a co-host today. Um, great now, to have you back, Nick. <laughs> thank you. And um, yeah, Tracy, as many times was uh, uh, introduced, uh, it's a very passionate uh, uh, servant of the Lord, you know, serving uh, at Brighton Church, you know, uh, worshiping there, I mean, and uh, uh, she's uh, with us now for a uh, few good months now. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say, oh, goodness, uh, August last year was, was when I came Right, this, almost so, a yes. year will come yeah. soon. And we always enjoy uh, your input, uh, Tracy. And uh, today it's a very interesting uh, topic and we are looking uh, forward to, to discuss a little bit more about this. But just before we, we going into our subject and, uh, um, I want to give our listeners, uh, the opportunity to be part of this program. And uh, you always uh, know that you can send us a text, a message and, be part of this program, sending a question or just a thought. Uh, the number where you can text us is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. That's the way I'm saying it. Other people are saying differently the number, but uh, again, it's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can write a message. You cannot call on this uh, number, but you can uh, send a message uh, to us. And Nick, it's lovely, you know, it, it would be lovely to just understand more about who our listeners are, you know, so so really love for people to begin to interact with us and yes. text us. Let us know who you are, what you enjoy and, and all of that kind of thing. And we are broadcasting from uh, this beautiful city of Adelaide, but we have listeners all around the country mm. and on the internet, you know, who knows yes. from where. Uh, I remember uh, some, you know, weeks ago when I was, before I, you know, I went uh, into my trip that we had people from um, overseas uh, sending us yes. messages. It was really good. Uh, looking forward for you guys to send us a text. Again, uh, zero four. Or triple eight eight zero eight double one is the number where you can uh, send us a message. Uh, Tracy, just uh, before I move on to uh, to the other uh, segment, which uh, uh, I have with um, with our guest, um, how was uh, your time here with uh, Gary while I was away? How did you enjoy this on this side seat? in the hot in seat? In hot seat. Well, the 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 first time was a little bit nerve wracking, I have to say, um, but. 
but yeah, I slowly got into it and I did enjoy it. You know, I think uh, it's something that, um, you know, you, you learn with experience and all of that kind of thing. And I really hope the enjoy, the, the listeners enjoyed, um, you know, my particular version. Of the program. I mean, so. definitely I enjoyed it myself. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, very good. It's also good to have uh, David Lima from Family Voice Australia back with us uh, again. Now, um, as I mentioned, I've been away for uh, for a number of weeks and that was great to be able to enjoy the Northern Territory. Uh, but coming back to the reality here in South Australia to the cold weather. But uh, uh, David... Um, as we talked about uh, this uh, week so far about uh, beyond the grave, is that the ultimate dead end? Mm. We look at various things in regard to this uh, aspect. What is death? You know, uh, how did Christ relate to that? Uh, also, we talk a very specific one. Are uh, near-death experiences real? Mm. But Today we are going to look um, a little bit more into the aspect of, uh, well, everyone inherit the kingdom. Mm. But before we do that with you, I just want to touch base of a couple of things, a little bit of uh, news, you know, going on. I mean, just as we talk now, um, another blow in uh, Victoria, mm. uh, you know, poor people there. Uh, the, is that the fourth time uh, coming under? Yes, uh, yes. lockdown once lockdown, again in Victoria. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, a big shout out to all of our Victorian listeners, may God be with you in this very stressful situation there. And I must apologise as a South Australian that it does seem that the the virus came from a South Australian quarantine hotel. Nick, we simply cannot seem to get this right. Quarantine, it's almost lost its meaning Mm. because we don't seem to be able to contain the virus as much as we try. There's much more that we could do, of course, but that's another message for another day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, our, our thoughts and prayers are going out to friends and family and others in Victoria. Yes, um, definitely we'll, uh, we'll yeah, have uh, our uh, friends and all the people in Victoria and our prayers. Also, uh, David, uh, as, as I mentioned, we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, death. You know, and another unfortunate thing, you know, just happened here in uh, South Australia as yeah. we talk about. Can you share with us a little yes, bit? Yes, uh, Wednesday evening, late into the evening, after 11 o'clock came the vote. I was in at the Parliament to observe the proceedings there, and um, a wretched outcome, I must say. I don't understand what's got into the minds of our civic authorities, many of whom five years ago, when the bill was last debated, strongly voted against it, argued against it and voted against it, and now they're all seeming to change their minds. The arguments haven't changed. This simply relates to political pressure, unfortunately, and on a conscience vote, a matter of life and death, it, it shouldn't boil down to the numbers. Mm. It, it's got to come down to what is good and right, not simply the vagaries of fashion. So, uh, unfortunately, um, the euthanasia bill has passed the the second reading stage. There'll be one more stage to go through in a couple of weeks' time, but it'll sail through that. And this is just a, yet another state that will go down that pathway along with WA, Tasmania, uh, Queen, uh, Victoria, of course, uh, Queensland is proposing laws and, just, and New South Wales will be as well. So we're just jumping on the bandwagon. It's the most wretched way of doing lawmaking, it seems to me. 
Right. And uh, yeah, particularly when we are um, in the middle of, you know, still in the pandemic, you know, with mm. uh, uh, lots of uncertainty and fear yeah. and um Yes, sometimes I think uh, pushing these laws, you know, in in this period of time, I'm not sure how uh, beneficial that uh, can be. No, we could spend the whole program talking about euthanasia, but one of the negative outcomes of such legislation is that it's giving a very wrong message about the sanctity of life. It's saying that there are some lives that are no longer worthy of life. And what kind of message, Nick, is that giving to people who are upset uh, possibly even suicidal uh, mm. to these strains and stresses, particularly economic ones for small business owners. Can you imagine being a small business owner in Victoria? Once again, your business is being ripped out from beneath your feet. So this is a very, very unfortunate time for euthanasia legislation to be debated anywhere in Australia. Absolutely. I agree with you, David. Um, now, David, also, I know you uh, are... Um Standing firm, you know, in certain aspects, like uh, as we shared here with euthanasia, with um, same-sex marriages and all those things. I know from from Family Voice Australia, um, I'd like to ask you a question now related to our (laughs) topic uh, today. Uh, Can you tell me what happens when we die? What happens when we die? That's a very good question, Nick. And my hairdresser once asked me that. She knew I was a Christian. And in the middle, one day of giving me a haircut, she said, David, what happens when we die? And I simply said, look, you don't need to worry about what happens when you die. Because when you were a baby in the womb, you did not worry about what was going to happen into the future. You were happy and you were trusting. And that's all we need to do, really. We just need to trust because God has created the universe he knows what he's doing he's sent christ to be our savior and when we put our trust in him we need worry about nothing so Mm. that's wonderfully comforting and and it's one of the ways in which creation is really speaking to us it's not just scripture and theology uh, because when you think about the baby in the womb um, it seems it seems traumatic you know as the day of delivery arrives the all the comforts are removed and this crushing pressure the the skull is half crushed <laughs> as the baby goes through the birth canal and uh you know suddenly your your great welcome into the new world is to be slapped on the bottom to make you cry possibly by the doctor mm. so uh it seems a bit trial and tribulation but in fact god again knew what he was doing and Indeed, if you stay in the womb, you're going to die. You must go through. And as all of us are born, we've all been through this process. As we are born, we come into the glories of the wider world. So I think that's enormously comforting. And it's one of the ways, many ways, in which creation is speaking to us about what happens when we die. Mm. And the Bible talks quite a bit about this uh, anyway. And uh, uh, now we know that uh, at least uh, two things are certain uh, in this life, you know. Death and taxes. Death yeah. and taxes. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Bible puts it that uh, it's, you know, Jesus himself, you know, said that, uh, yeah. referring to Lazarus, that um, he's he's asleep, he's sleeping, yeah, he doesn't know exactly. anything, he doesn't worry about uh, these things, you know. Sure. And he's awaiting uh, for something uh, special. Now, Jesus showed that through that uh, experience. But I just want to ask you another question uh, here, David. Um, How else does creation Mm. give a witness to the resurrection? Yes. Because now we know that that it's certain, 
Mm. Uh, we don't need to uh, to worry about that. We need to worry more how we live. Exactly. And uh, but we know that after that there is a resurrection. Indeed. Well, you've mentioned sleep, so let's explore that briefly. Every human being every day gets to rehearse dying and rising. It's called going to sleep. So this is how God made the world. It's it's interesting that our body continues to function during sleep. The heart continues to beat. We continue to breathe. But we are not conscious. It's as though we're dead. And so we're having a rehearsal of dying and rising. And if you do have a good night's sleep, then you wake up in the morning. It's like you've got a new lease on life. And so wonderfully, God is providing comfort to every human being, speaking to us through the book of nature, that we will all die and we will all rise. So I'm very comforted by that. Another way in which creation speaks, of course, is the butterfly, which seems to have reached the end of its journey when it's fixed on the tree. It's, in fact, a parable of the resurrection of Christ, but because he died and rose, so we and him can die and rise. Mm. Uh, so, So the butterfly, it looks like it's reached the end of its life, but, in fact, there's a transformation going on. And the scriptures speak about the new body, the glorious body that we will have, which will be like the body of Christ. Uh, which is uh, which is a, a miraculous body. It's no longer bound by sin and death. It's no longer subject to the world's oppressive forces because it's a resurrection body. Mm. So the butterfly provides this wonderful backup. So God is speaking to us not only through Scripture but also through creation. It's very important. Oh, that's great. And um, we are going to... Um, look a little bit more in detail uh, today about uh, you know the kingdom of heaven mm. we talked about last night uh, mm. a bit of uh, about this mm. uh, but david uh, will everyone uh, inherit uh, the kingdom well jesus said that uh, that the poor will inherit the kingdom blessed are the poor in spirit and so we need to be poor in spirit in order to inherit the kingdom in other words we need to be humble Jesus was so tough on those self-righteous people, uh, and so was John the Baptist. Uh, you know, you snakes, you brood of vipers, uh, who who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. You know, they they are going to experience the wrath of God, the anger of God, because they're so self-righteous. But those who are humble will be exalted. We read, and so the kingdom of God belongs to those who, in Christ, are prepared to humble themselves and be exalted. And then we think about the way in which the Lord will go through the fields and separate the wheat from the tares, which is a type of weed there described in Scripture. It looks very much like wheat until until it's all grown up and then the difference can be seen. But at that harvest time, there will be a, a separation. And, of course, Jesus spoke about separating the sheep and the goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it does reference what they've done, well, we do good deeds because of the grace of God in our lives. And so those good works are evidence of the salvation which God himself provides. So as we are humble, as we profess faith in Christ, then we will indeed inherit a wonderful kingdom. Talking to David Lima from Family Voice Australia. Very good to have you back with us, uh, David. May God uh, richly bless you and uh, looking forward to see you again in our program. Thank you, Nick. So you've heard an ad for a great community event, but you missed the phone number. No problem. You can contact us anytime at faithfm.com.au and we'll get back to you with all the details. 
Yes, welcome back to Drive Time, uh, big Q&A with Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou. Uh, we are very happy to be with you today and uh, we'll give you the number again, just in case if you miss it uh, before, but you can visit our website also for further information. Our number where you can be part of this program through uh, SMS is 04888081. And... Uh, Tracy, as uh, David was uh, just uh, uh, talking about, um, uh, you know, will everyone inherit uh, the the kingdom? You know, we are talking about beyond the grave. Mm. And uh, what do you think about this, Tracy? It's a big, important question, isn't it? That mm. that many people have. He said his hairdresser, you know, stopped in the middle of the haircut and said, you know. What happens after you die kind of thing? Um, so it's just one of those big questions that, that, that people have. Um, the Bible is where we need to go for our information. Right. The Bible um, makes it clear that not everyone will inherit the kingdom. But, you know, uh, we should expect this. Just as here on earth, I can't go and live in any country unless I meet the criteria. And if I do, there's an expectation that I will follow the rules and and all of that kind of thing. It's the same in God's kingdom Mm. as well. Um, The Bible's pretty clear, actually. Um, Matthew has a lot to say about who's in and who's out, if you like. And uh, one of the texts, which is which is very clear um and this is part of jesus sermon on on the mount um it says in matthew seven thirteen to 14 enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it mm-hmm. because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it so it's quite clear from that that actually there's fewer people who will go to heaven than those who will be lost, which is a really, really sad thing to think, you know. Um, and uh, it also, um, David gave reference to other parts in, in Matthew where it talks about this, where Jesus used the um, parable of um, the the sheep and the goats and the wheat and the tares was also um, uh, a, a part of part of that teaching. But with the sheep and the goats, uh, one of one of um, a part of that is where it says, "When the Son of Man comes, uh, uh, the King will say." Sorry, I've mixed mixed that up a little bit. Mm. Um, then shall the King say unto them on his right hand, so he'll divide the sheep and the goats, the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Uh, so he'll say to the sheep on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So there's, there's in all of these um, scriptures, we see that there's this delineation. There's two groups yes. of people those who are saved, those who are not saved. So, you know, as much as sometimes there's a preaching that, you know, God is love and all of that kind of thing, and absolutely he is, um, but there, do, there, there are conditions. Those two groups which you refer to, that actually um, shows us that God is, uh, how to say, is not a... Um, 
controlling in in a controlling position the free choice it's in place mm. we are invited to mm. be part of the kingdom mm. we are invited to walk on the narrow path, path yeah. uh, but it's our choice. Yeah, we're encouraged. We're encouraged, you know. There, there, there isn't any forcing, but there's all of this counsel. You know, it's like he's pleading and saying, please, you know, this is the right way. You know, follow this because I want you there. Yes. You know, so, so that's really, you know, um, where it's coming from. But it's clear not everybody gets to go. Mm. That sounds quite uh, discouraging. Um, if we are told that few will inherit the kingdom um, and the way which leads to life is difficult, hearing this might make uh, many feel that they should give up now. Mm. Do you recognize that? The yeah, I can see that that that's, that that <clears throat> on its own could sound quite discouraging but there's no need for discouragement because God's given us all the help we need to make it through the narrow Mm -hmm. gate it's really just down to us whether we will accept what he offers to give us that help so he sent Jesus this his son to actually live and die as a substitute on our behalf we've been given that gift Mm. all we have to do is put out our hands and accept that gift We've been given the Holy Spirit to actually lead and guide, be our counsellor, um, you know, to, to, to really just take us and help us to find that deeper relationship with God. He wants as many possible, as many people as possible to be there. So the only thing that's stopping a person from being there is themselves. Mm. You know, I, I, as I was thinking this, this through, um, preparing, um, for this discussion today, I thought about the fact, well, you know, God is using the difficulties of this life to refine us. Um, we're born sinners. Yes. It's part of our DNA. And, uh, as I was thinking about this, it made me think, um, about what we're learning in science these days. We're learning so much about DNA and the fact that certain things can turn on or turn off mm-hmm. those genes activating. For example, if somebody has, um, uh, perhaps, uh, their DNA disposes them to diabetes or, or something like that. There's a, there's a lot of different, different situations like that. And more and more scientists are finding that lifestyle actually will turn on or off genes. So the way I kind of thought about this is we've got the DNA for sin in us. Mm-hmm. God, the Holy Spirit, all of the help that He gives us is to try and Turn off the activation of those mm-hmm. of those genes, you know. So, and I think so you said something interesting that uh, as through um, uh, sickness or uh, you know uh, you mentioned the diabetes mm. um, through a lifestyle you can uh, reverse, mm. you know, mm. even that condition which yes. is many people will say, okay, well, I've got diabetes now, that's it, I'm, uh, you know, uh, stuck to this. But, you know, you can reverse that through a proper approach. Yes. Uh, lifestyle in in this context. Yes. Uh, with sin, again, we have this condition, but also God invited us to take a, an attitude, a position 
to um, to put ourselves in a you know in a right place because he provided God yes. provided yes. for the scene uh, to be you know uh, dealt with yes but we have a place to play into we this. do we do just as when somebody is trying to deal with an illness and like I said they might have in their DNA a disposition to something and if they do the right things um, they, those conditions won't won't be activated mm. even though it's in their dna right but if they do the wrong thing they will see the bad outcomes in in their in their uh, health so it's the same with um with this i thought through you know what god's given us all that we need to be healed mm. from the DNA of sin that's that's inside us, you know. So I just think that's that's great news. But just as the person who's ill has to do the right thing, follow the counsel of their doctors who know what to do mm. to mm. get things back on track. So the Bible gives us all of that counsel about what to do to get back on back on track and how to accept those things. But the difficulties that we lead, we're told that we may have difficulties in this life and it's about our faith being tested and proven as genuine. That's why we're we're allowed to go through difficulties sometimes. So in 1 Peter 1, 3, um, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not mm. seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an expressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So we're actually told in that scripture quite clearly that the reason why we're allowed to go through trials is that our faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Right. Then we don't need to be discouraged, yes? No, and not at all. Even though the narrow way may seem, you know, narrow and few going through, actually, uh, lots of people can go through that narrow way. Yes. Through Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. You know, because uh, we may have that um, um, picture in our mind uh, when Jesus says actually that uh, uh, the um, narrow way, it, it's, it's so narrow that only few will go through. But he refers that if you try to go without him, mm. You know, that it's almost impossible. That's why the yes. disciples actually even um, reply to that. And then who can be saved? Yes, yes. Uh, but with Jesus, if we receive Jesus in our life, then um, we, we have... He helps us through. 
yes. security yeah, yes. that we can go through. Yes. I think it's a, a good time uh, to take a short break here. And I have a song prepared uh, for you by Melissa Otto called Don't Give Up. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back shortly.
Welcome back. This is uh, Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou uh, talking today uh, about uh, the kingdom of God. And the general topic for um, this week was beyond the grave. Uh, we talked about uh, what is death, uh, how did Christ relate to that, and are near-death experiences real? Is heaven real? Uh, those are some questions which we uh, address, and we are talking a little bit more with Tracy today. Will everyone inherit the kingdom of uh, heaven? And uh, Tracy, we yeah, we kind of look at this, and particularly when we mentioned that not everyone will inherit the kingdom of heaven, and we thought mm-hmm. that's a bit of a discouraging thing, you know, uh, but uh, we, yeah, we understand that through our choices, you know, and uh, we'll, we have opportunity to answer God's call, to be with him in, uh, in, in the kingdom of heaven, but it's also our choice, yes. and God cannot go over, over that. Uh, now, um, also I'd like to, to mention that um, it is not that God wants to exclude people, he would like everyone to be there. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, when he said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you know, that whosoever believe in him, you know, how will have everlasting that? life, you how know. I mean, how, what else you can say more than that? Uh, but looking in the uh, second Peter, uh, Chapter 3, verse 9, which says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Absolutely, absolutely. And as we said, you know, God doesn't want anyone to perish. You know, what a huge gift was that that um that that Jesus was sent. You know, I mean that just shows amazing, amazing love. He's done everything for us that we have the opportunity to be in his kingdom. But that actual um text that you quoted, you know, was actually also referring to when, when they're talking about the promise. That's the promise of Jesus' return. And 2 Peter 3, 4 actually tells us that scoffers will come in the end of the days and they'll say, well, where is your God? You know, nothing's changed from the beginning of beginning of time. Jesus' delay is the proof of God's love mm-hmm. for us because, you know, if he came now, there'd be many people who, you know, would just not be able to be in the kingdom because they haven't made that decision for him at this point in time. He wants to wait until every possible person has had every opportunity um, and, and they've made their they've made their decision about it. But just because he loves everyone doesn't mean everyone gets a free pass. Mm, mm. All who will be saved are those who have come to genuine repentance and recognize Jesus as their only way of escape from destruction. And and those are the, are the group that will pass into ha- heaven. You know, God has this amazing balance of mercy and justice. Mm. And the fact that he sent Jesus to actually pay our price so the the Bible tells us that um, the wages of sin is death. Right. So the justice side of things says, as sinners, we talked about, we've got 
in our DNA is sin. Mm. As sinners, our our punishment that we should receive is is death. But he also, with with the balance of the mercy, sent his son to actually pay our price. You know, um, if there was a murderer and a judge who just let that person go scot-free, well, how would the relatives of that person murdered feel? Mm. There is a need for um, justice, but also mercy. Right. You know? so, so God has this amazing balance between mercy and justice. So the justice is there. It's not that the justice does not exist. The mm-hmm. justice still exists. It's just his great love has meant that he sent his only son to pay the punishment and to give us every gift, every opportunity to be able to accept that gift of salvation. But, you know, it's down to us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just before we move into uh, another question, uh, I, I just thought I will... Uh just promote uh, the giveaway which we have for today and uh, this will um, answer some questions uh, for our listeners even through the whole week we we dealt with um, Beyond the Grave and this wonderful book Secrets Beyond the Grave uh, we offer it uh, today, if you like to send us an SMS on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and this book will be yours. Um, just about this book, um, uh, it's written by uh, Dwight uh, Hall, and uh, oh God, please let him be there. Um, the desperate cry was uh, the beginning of a horrible nightmare for Dwight. His nine-year-old niece, Kathy, was so young and vibrant when uh, her life was suddenly snatched away in a horrible accident. Yet along with the uh, immense pain and loss, Dwight also began to hear confusing contradictory explanations about Cathy's ultimate fate. Some said she went and she will be uh, in heaven with Jesus, while others said she could be contacted on the other side. You see, this is, many people have questions about uh, that and uh, what's beyond Mm -hmm. that. We are talking about the kingdom of God, which God promised that uh, this will forever an everlasting Amen. life now you may have experiences with your your loved ones you may have questions about uh, death and what's beyond uh, the grave please don't hesitate to to ask for that uh, book just send us a message um, and uh, request secrets beyond the grave on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one Tracy, coming back with another question, uh, but if God wants as many people to be in heaven as uh, possible, why does he not just change us to be perfect citizens of his kingdom uh, when Jesus returns and he can take us home? You know, why, why are we dealing with this condition we have? Why, can't 
God just change us like that? He could, but it's because of his love that he won't. He wants us to love him sincerely from our hearts rather than him pushing a button and just making us like robots and mm. just, you know, do whatever he, he wants. You know, Lucifer had free will in a perfect heaven. Yes. And yet sin broke out. Mm. So there's this balance again, you know, like we were talking about the, the, the balance of justice and mercy. So there's the balance of the free will that comes because of love. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want you to choose me um, sincerely, balanced with, well, hang on, there's a risk that people won't choose me. You know, and that's and that's a risk that 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 God is prepared to run in order that there can be a true love between ourselves and and Jesus. You know, God has to ensure that our faith is genuine, that we love Him deeply, that um, we understand the nature of sin, and that the only way out of sin is through Jesus. Uh, we have to understand that, you know, we have to get that in our DNA, mm, mm. Um, get that deep within us, you know, to ensure that, you know, sin won't break out in, in heaven ever again. And I believe with the, with the experience we have through sin, you'll never want to go through this no, again. No. And that's probably why uh, the angels of heaven, they are looking, you know, uh, upon the experience we have as humans on this earth and coming through it, you know, washing, you know, to be washed in the blood of Jesus and covered with his mm-hmm. mercy and righteousness. That's a wonderful thing. You know, the angels cannot even sing this amazing song, which we are called to sing um, later on. I heard about uh, uh, many times, you know, um, people uh, commenting on uh, this aspect of, uh, you know, life after death, you know, what's beyond, you know, and and I even heard this, um, Tracy, somebody was preaching this and I thought, well, that was an interesting point. If we want to be in heaven just to have an everlasting life, uh, that can be a selfish attitude. Mm. Because we want to be in heaven to be with Jesus. Yes. To be yes. with the one who paid the ultimate price. With amazing love, which cannot be described in, in few words. Um, what can a person do if hearing this discussion we are talking about today, uh, if, if makes them to be fearful, Tracy, um, they can be worried uh, that they may not be in heaven. Mm. They may be destroyed. What would you say to a person like that? God's word, God's message is never intended to bring fear. You know, the Holy Spirit brings conviction, but it does not bring condemnation. Any Anything that's bringing condemnation rather than um, conviction is from the evil one mm-hmm. as far as as far as I'm concerned, as far as what Scripture tells us. You know, there are so many stories and testimonies of lives that have been completely transformed by um, by having Jesus, accepting Jesus as a personal Savior, having the Holy Spirit leading and guiding. You hear testimonies of prostitutes, murderers, drug addicts. None are beyond the transforming power of God 
but that faith must be genuine. Right. And what should I do if um, if I don't think that my faith is strong enough? Well, you know, we're we're all in the situation right now that we're we're in the refining process. We have those trials that are that I talked about previously, where we talked about the scripture about um, being for for us to to test our our faith. Um, you know, the, the the work of the Holy Spirit is is doing that in us. You know, I would say to a person who is perhaps worried about that their that their faith is not strong enough, they want to develop their faith. Give the Holy Spirit permission to transform you in any way needed. Mm. And that, that's a scary prayer mm. sometimes because we're resistant sometimes to, to changes that, that God wants to make within us. But you, you, that's, that's the best prayer that you can ask because God knows what's best. God knows how you need to be transformed. God knows what needs to be, um, cut out from you and, and, and what needs to be done to bring you to that right place where you will be right for heaven. And the very fact that you fear that you're worried mm. that you don't have that faith means that that's the Holy Spirit working in you to say, hang on, maybe I need to be getting closer to God. Also to, you know, faith when it's genuine results in, in good works. So, you know, you will see those changes taking place within you as well. I just say get to know the Lord more. Bible study is really important. All right. And, and when you're reading, take God at his word. Don't read it like it's a fairy story. Mm-hmm. Take, read it as, hang on, this is, this is a message from the creator of the universe who left this message for me. You know, when you read it with with that context, you know it takes on a different a different. Um, uh, uh, you really take it take it in and, and take that on on board. Prayer is so important as well. Oh, it's, for a, for a believer, for a Christian, you know, prayer is the the most important thing because uh, uh, sometimes. You come across things, you know, in life that you can be discouraged, you can be fearful, you can have all those things. But when you pray, you give it to the Lord. You know, you yes. you established that connection, which God never pulled out of this uh, mm. relationship. But uh, we may. Yes. But through prayer, you know, we are reestablishing that. I I heard that that prayer. It's only. It's like um, um, how to say. In the olden days, you know, when you used to telephone somebody, you know, you, it was not like today, you know, when um, very easily, you know, you can connect with everybody everywhere, you know. Mm. That was an um, interesting thing. You have to go to the telephone, you know, try to, uh, how you say that, you know. I can't think of the word either. Yeah. You know, you have to ring the, the, the thing around. Yeah, we're talking about a telephone many years ago. Yes, yes. yes. But you establish a connection. Yes. You know, yes. and I heard about that God, it's only that far from us as a prayer, you know. Yes, and isn't that beautiful to think that? And we also have to remember prayer is a two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. God actually wants to be speaking to us and we need to take the time to listen to what he might be wanting to to tell us as well. And I would just say another tip, you know, get to know more believers, you know, people who can support you in your journey. Reach out to a church in your area if you're not 
um, currently attending a church, mm-hmm. uh, I would just say whatever church that is that, that you reach out to, just make sure that Jesus and the Bible are the cornerstone of, of what they what they teach. Their teaching should be scriptural. And check everything they say against the Bible, you know. Um, we need to we need to do that. Even Nick People should check what we say here in absolutely, their Bible. You know? Absolutely. They should not take anything for just, you know, it is because they said you should go to the Word and check it for yourself. And that's what we give the number out to people to come with comments, you know, with questions. Uh, and uh, again, that number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Maybe it's the time, uh, Tracy, to mention again our offer for today, sure. if you don't mind to just share with our listeners a bit sure, about it. Sure, we wanted it. to make sure that we plug this again because um, you know it's such a deep topic and there's lots of questions that people have about this topic Topic. So the offer today is the book Secrets Beyond the Grave by Dwight Hall. And uh, as uh, we mentioned previously, um, this came out um, as a result of some pain and, and confusion um, by the, the, the author, you know, um, the bottom line is that everyone's, everyone wants to know what happened to their loved ones and uh, they want to know what's going on. And, and this book can, can give you more information about that, can help you to understand and answer some of the questions you might have. So Secrets Beyond the Grave has a straightforward answers to the questions that you might have. Um, Dwight, who's the, the author, he teams with, uh, up with America's most published and translated authors to steer you through the fog of confusion and reveal the stunning secrets that lie just beyond the grave, grounded on the truth taught by Jesus. Mm. So just encourage the listeners to get into that. What number do they need to text? I mean, they can text on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with the reference uh, of the book uh, called Secrets Beyond the Grave. Thank yeah. you, Tracy. All right, let's move on. Uh, I think time it's uh, it's going quickly. And uh, Tracy, any other thoughts uh, to leave with us? Yeah. So I just want to um, encourage and motivate our listeners. Um, you know, as we said, this is, this is meant to be um, a, a good message about you know the great things that we have to look forward to as believers. There are many promises um, that we have and of wonderful things that await us. And Helen mentioned it earlier on in the week, and I'm going to mention it again because it just hearing her mention it, it it, it just excited me. Um, she we, in Revelation 21 it talks about the beauty of the city, the New Jerusalem, mm-hmm. that will be ours. It's going to shine with the glory of God. Its brilliance will be like a precious jewel, clear as crystal. It will have walls made of jasper. It will be a city of pure gold, as pure as glass. Foundations of the city wall are going to be decorated with every kind of precious stone. It will have 12 gates, and each of the gates will be an individual pearl. And the city won't need sun or moon to shine on it because the glory of God will give it light and the Lamb will be its lamp. That's what Revelation twenty one ten to 11 tells us. So that's just a, a, a wonderful environment that we'll, that we'll be part of. 
Nothing impure will ever enter it, is what Revelation 21 goes on to tell us. It says, Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And um, just encouraging, again, Revelation 21 has just got so much encouragement. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with him. That's a best part of wow. it. That's the best part of it. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away and we know it's going to be eternal. We're told um, about that in 1 John 2.17. The world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of God lives forever. That's all good stuff that I want to be part of, Nick. What about you? And and Tracy, I must say this, even though we talked about today um, quite a bit about death, and that's uh, not a very pretty sight, you know, uh, but it's reality. Mm. Um, Helen and Fabiano, just the other day, they talked a little bit more about heaven and uh, yes. amazing uh, place, you know, which God uh, prepares for us. But we have to deal uh, right now and here with our condition, Absolutely. with death. And there are so many things, unfortunately, where uh, people uh, you know, they reading in between the lines in the Bible, you know, and come in all sorts of interpretation mm. about that because you don't want to believe that when you die, um, you know, uh, what, what happened? You know, many people want to say, okay, uh, our loved ones are with God out there, you know, which is not biblical. I have to say that. Mm. And uh, mm. if you, um, follow up with us during the week, uh, we discuss this, uh, aspects of uh, the state, uh, of the dead. Yes. And, uh, today we, you know, even though we wanted to talk a little bit more about the kingdom of heaven, uh, but we also want to to see the the contrast, to see that uh, we live in this sinful nature which results in death. Well, we had to bring that balance because that's the truth. That's that's the truth. There are lovely things that are white, but but there are conditions. God's kingdom does have some conditions around it. Absolutely, oh, Tracy. I really enjoy um, you being uh, with me here today on Drive Time and sharing uh, here. Uh, how would you like to close with a short prayer? would love to, Nick. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word which guides us. It's a guiding light to us, Lord. And I just want to pray for all of the listeners, Lord. I just pray, Father, that uh, your Holy Spirit would lead and guide and that uh, you would bring about deeper understanding a deeper love for you and uh, that that listeners and all of us, Lord, would be motivated to um, a deeper love with you, a deeper life with you, that we can be um, assured of that wonderful eternity with you in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, uh, Tracy. It looks like uh, our time is up uh, for uh, today. Uh, 
thanks uh, to you all for joining us uh, today, joining Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou on Drive Time BQ&A. Please uh, join us next week again when we are going to look a little bit more into this uh, aspect. It's quite related the subject next week with what we talked uh, this week. How God was, uh, how good was God when he created hell? That's a question which we are going to ask next week and explore a little bit more on that. But um, uh, until then, uh, may God richly bless you and be with you. Uh, as it says in John uh, chapter 14, verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace this world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you. And I'm leaving you with a little song here by Adam uh, Barker. Build your kingdom. Yeah.